This is the Thanks for Sharing podcast, the podcast where we explore all things recovery, healing, and relationship. Remember to subscribe and download episodes in the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store, or on the Podbean app. You can find more Thanks for Sharing at www.thanksforsharingpodcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash healingpaths. That's paths with an S. Hi everyone, welcome to Thanks for Sharing. I'm Jackie P. And you've got me solo today on the podcast. John is actually down in Arizona doing his Mother Enmeshed intensive workshop this weekend. And so it's just going to be me. Um, And I wanted to remind listeners before I get going um, about the intensive that Amy Smith and I have coming up in, let's see, the end of February. Starts February 28th and goes through Sunday, March 3rd. Um, and if you have any, uh, and it's going to focus on family of origin. This one's going to be a family of origin intensive, and I'm super excited about the content that we've got going and what participants will walk away with. So if you're interested in that, you can go to onelayerdeeper.com. One is spelled out O-N-E, layerdeeper.com, and click on the family of origin intensive. It'll give you uh, a breakdown of the schedule um, what we'll be covering, what the topics will be like, all of that kind of stuff if you have any questions. Or if you want to talk to us further, you can schedule a call. So just reminding listeners that we've got that coming up. When I knew I was going to be doing this podcast solo, uh, I had texted a friend of mine who had said a while ago to me um, that she had a list of topics that she'd like to hear me talk about. So I texted her and said, okay, give me some of those ideas. And from that list, I picked one of those. And I want to just talk about seasons. Um, and I want to talk about honoring our seasons. Right now, I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is where I live. And it's winter. And I know a lot of people, like that's probably the season most people struggle with. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how to find meaning and purpose in winter. What is the purpose of winter? So to start out, I just kind of want to give a definition, right? Uh, The definition of winter is that it is the coldest season of the year. Um, In the Northern Hemisphere, this is going to be December through February. And in the Southern Hemisphere, that's going to be June through August. Um, you may have variations on cold, right? For some people, cold gets down into the you know low 70s, high 60s. I know when my sister lived in Arizona for a while, uh, she would you know talk about how cold it was, and for us, like we're you know getting out the flip flops and the shorts if it's 68. So it can vary depending on what the hottest season looks like or what it looks like all year round. A lot of people don't have really big um, demarcations between the seasons and some places where you live do. And that's fine. And so I just wanted to talk about the variations of the seasons and to talk about winter. Now, um, what happens during winter? One of the things that happens during winter is that trees and plants stop growing. This isn't necessarily a season in which we see a lot of growth happening. Nothing's blossoming, right? We're not going to be planting Uh, in the winter season. And interesting enough, a lot of times we think that the, in winter, the earth is furthest from the sun and actually it is the opposite. I know, kind of interesting, right? So the earth is closest to the sun during winter and it's all about the tilt, right? It's all about the axis. Um, Now, when we look at maybe in poetry or in uh, movies or literature or things like that, let's talk a little bit about what Uh, what winter symbolizes. So um, winter can symbolize old age. It can symbolize end of life. 
It can symbolize difficulties or hardships. It can symbolize desperation, right? When you think of kind of the barren um, landscape of winter, it can symbolize desperation, maybe worries and anxieties. It can symbolize a, a time in our life which is just dormancy. Um, it can also symbolize solitude or introspection and clarification. It can also symbolize discontentment or even hatred. Um, when we think of the word cold, right? Um, cold, not meaning temperature cold, right? But symbolizing maybe uninviting or really slow moving um, or unfriendly. So I just kind of want to talk a little bit. A couple of years ago, this was probably, um, well, actually it was in 2013. Uh, so it was the beginning of 2013, not the beginning, but, you know, first quarter of 2013. So we're coming up on uh, six years ago, right? I had a woman come in um, to one of the groups that I ran, and she was an acupuncturist. In fact, she was a, what she called a five-element acupuncturist, to be exact. And five-element is a style that works at the levels of both body, mind, heart, and spirit. Um, so you've got five things there, right? There are four things. Um and I loved what she taught us. It was fascinating to me. And I've thought about it many times. I think about it during winter, but I think about it throughout the year. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not a five element acupuncturist. So I'm going to be talking about this in terms of what I heard her say and what I learned and what I picked up. Fortunately, I did write it down so I can refer back to that because otherwise six years later, my mind's going to be getting a little um, fuzzy on, on what I learned. Um, and, but I'm not an expert in this, and I'm going to talk at the level that I understand it, right? Um, so the five elements make up who we are. It's, it's a Chinese, um, it's, it's based in Chinese uh, literature or Chinese thinking, right? And the Chinese recognize five different seasons. Um, and these different seasons kind of make up the world, and it makes up who we are and how we are in the world. And they create the seasons and then the 12 main meridians of energy inside of us. Somebody could probably talk way more about that than I can. That's about the extent I'm going to go into. Um, but the Chinese recognize five different seasons. And um, so it starts with spring. And then it moves into summer. And then it goes into fall. And then late fall. And then winter. So we're going to kind of follow that timeline as we talk about the seasons. No Girl Scout cookie season is not a season, um, although I am looking forward to it and I'm going to be ordering my Girl Scout cookies here pretty quickly. Um, so let's talk about the first season, spring. So the element that goes along with spring, each of these seasons will have an element and then they will have an emotion associated with it, which I just hadn't really ever thought about an emotion associated with a season, but it totally makes sense. So we're going to go through this. So the um, wood is the element of spring and it is associated with the emotion of anger. Now, if you're like me, when I think about spring, I don't necessarily think about anger, um, but it makes sense. So most of us, when we think about spring, we think of, uh, you know, the world kind of coming alive and the trees budding on and unfolding on the or not the trees, the leaves unfolding and budding on the trees. We think of blossoms and flowers starting to come up. But how do they do that, right? Um, there is a process that has to happen before we see the beauty that comes with spring. 
And so if we think about, um, like, let's think about a bulb, okay, under this frozen ground. Before it can do what it was created to do, which is blossom, uh, it's going to have to hit up against a couple of barriers. It's going to have to hit up against this frozen ground that is not, um, you know, more of the soft, fertile soil that we see later in the year, right? It's going to be some pretty harsh um, frozen ground that hasn't really been tilled and hasn't really been worked. And so it's going to have to hit up against that. There's some anger, right? There's some violence associated. This is an unhealthy anger or unhealthy violence, but there's some violence associated with hitting up over and over again. It may also run into a, uh, another root system, right? From maybe a bush or a flower or a tree that's close by. So it might also, you know, um, bump into and have to hit up against that barrier. And so as it goes through the struggle, it's eventually going to find its way around the barrier that it encountered, and it's going to be able to fulfill its destiny, right? But there's some there's some movement associated with that, and, and that movement may be some anger, right? It may be a different way for you to think about anger in that anger is a movement, right? It gets us someplace. It's an action word. Um, the next season that we run up against is to summer. So fire is the element of summer, and it's associated with the emotion of joy. Now, if you picture in the summertime, you know, picture campfires, people sitting around socializing, telling stories, maybe roasting marshmallows, maybe singing. I grew, grew, grew up doing a lot of singing around campfires. Um, maybe think of barbecues, right? This is a time where people are more social. Uh, we recently moved. <clears throat> we moved last summer. But we were doing a lot, right? We weren't really social that summer. We were getting our yard in and we were just moving. I will never move again. It was so much work, right? So we didn't really have a chance to get social. And across the street from us, we have this um, neighbor and she's, I think she's 91. Her name's Alice. And so this Christmas, we took over, you know, some some goodies for her and introduced ourselves. And we'd actually introduced ourselves during the summer, but she didn't remember us. And, you know, one of the things she said is when the weather gets warmer this summer, let's do more neighborly things, right? It's something that happens during the summer. We tend to be out more. Um, we're out walking. That's how we met a lot of people in our new neighborhood was we were out walking our dogs and we started socializing with other dog walkers. So think of summer as this time in which we were out and we're about and we are more social and we're more um, with people. So the struggle that we face in this season, each season also has a struggle. I don't remember if I said that, but the struggle that we face in this season is the fear that we've connected too much. Maybe we shared too much, or maybe we were too vulnerable with others. So, right, it, the season, season kind of pushes us into getting out and being vulnerable and being connected. And yet, then the struggle is this fear that maybe I overdid it, maybe I overshared, maybe I was t- too vulnerable. Uh, the next season is late summer. So, and if you think about it, right, if you have a place where there's definitely uh, connections to, or, uh, demarcations between the seasons or um if you just think about right some of the like there's a difference between it's summer and it's warm and the sun's hot and it feels so great versus it's been this way for two months now and it's still hot and it's still warm but i'm not excited about it as much anymore right this would be late summer um this is the time when we're harvesting um we're gathering the fruits of our labor. The um, the 
the emotion associated with this season is sympathy, right? So we're gathering our fruits of our labor. We're harvesting um, food and understanding are important in this season, right? Can you recall being the recipient of somebody's harvest? Or can you recall being the giver of an abundant harvest, right? So this understanding of what is needed. Um, some people I know, I know one of my colleagues uh, grew up in Alabama and she talks about, right, the dog days of summer. There's some understanding to get through this this season, this late summer season. And um, the struggle that's associated with this season is a sense of emptiness or neediness in our life. Where we lived before we moved this past summer, uh, there was a couple of cornfields that you would drive, you know, I would drive past to get to my house. It, I wouldn't call it really this farming place. It wasn't really rural, but there were a couple of cornfields, right? And so to get to the freeway and to get off the freeway to get to my home, every day I would pass these cornfields, right? And you'd see them and in the summer, you know, they're getting really tall. And then all of a sudden in late summer, they've been harvested and they they look very empty, right? It's not the pretty like where, where it is when they're planting. These just kind of look like they've been ravaged. Um, so the struggle is we become keenly aware of the emptiness or neediness in our own life. And we're wondering if what we have is adequate. Is it enough? That Then that question leads to, are we enough? Right, and this is where the emotion of sympathy or empathy really becomes associated with this season of understanding maybe what we've gone through. And this is the season in life in which we do feel maybe more empty. The next season that we run into is autumn. Um, metal is the element and grief is the emotion associated with this season. For a lot of people, this makes sense, right? There's a lot of letting go that happens in nature during fall. The, tr- the leaves are falling off the trees. Um, plants are kind of done at this point. So there's a lot of um, closing up or even preparation for what comes next. But in that process of prepar- preparing, there's a lot of letting go. So during this time, um, there's kind of this search for that which is pure or that which is spiritual. Uh, sometimes we grieve over what could have been, right? This can be, I know for me, I'm much more reflective in the fall than I am in January where I need to do New Year's resolutions. Um, it's always made sense to me to kind of do that assessment um, and kind of that reflective period during the fall Um And so, you know, maybe we're grieving over what I could have done or what did I say? Did I say enough? Should I have said more? Um, I go into this period of like, do people in my life know what they mean for me? Um, So, you know, do they know how I feel? Um, Did I do enough for them? Autumn is also a time of trust and faith in which we let go, right? So there has to be this trust in letting go that something else is going to come and I'm preparing space in my life for something new. Now, unfortunately for a lot of people, what they're preparing for and what's going to be coming into their life isn't happening usually in the next season, right? We have to wait a little bit more time because winter is not a time of abundance, right? Winter is not that time of new growth. It's not that time of coming alive. And I think we feel that, right? So I think for me, 
that's where in the fall I can get very contemplative because I know I've still got this stretch that I have to go through. I'm letting go of some things during that reflective process, but I still got this stretch of time in which I still have to get through before I get there. So I think that's also happening um, during fall and, and that some of that is that uh, grief, which I think is that awareness of the loss of the letting go. So the next season is winter, which which I wanted to get to. Um, water is the element of winter <clears throat> and the emotion associated with winter is fear. Um, a lot of people don't like winter and we may even try to escape by going someplace warm and tropical during the winter months. And I've been known to plan a few getaways myself, right? I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But I also want to look at and say, is there a way that we can look at winter or we can approach winter that's not just white knuckling and get through the misery? So I think understanding the purpose of winter or the meaning and the um, just the purpose of winter can help us get through winter without just simply white knuckling. Um, so if we think of plants, think of trees, think of shrubs during the winter, right? They're not growing during this time period. That has already stopped. Um, but there is still something happening, right? And and during this time, I mean, during the year, they have had to do something, right? It can't just be all superficial growth or fun and socialization or letting go because if the roots aren't deep, we aren't going to go get through the winter. So I also think winter is this time of kind of seeing how deep our roots are. This is also going to be a time of um, taking some inventory, right? And knowing kind of who we are can give us this persistence or this determination that is needing that is needed to um, get through this, right? To excel in situations maybe that are scary that are intimidating to us or create fear for us, right? That's when we're going to have to really rely on how deep our roots have gone. And during the winter, that's a time to to know, like, how deep have my roots gone? And can I get through times of barrenness, right? Times of solitude, maybe those times of loneliness that tend to happen during the winter, Um Oftentimes the winter right has the shortest amount of sunlight. And when we look at light and all that's associated with sunlight, and we look at all that's associated with darkness, um, it gives us a feeling of who we are, right? Do I have what it takes to get through the darkness in my life? Can I get comfortable with dark, right? Or do I only come alive when it's light? Um, I think also looking at, you know, there's a lot of um, things that have been written about that dark night of the soul and how meaningful that growth is and the growth that comes in the dark. That is winter. And we are in the winter of our life during a winter season. And and it tells us things. Um, I think there's such a power that comes with the stillness of winter, with sending our roots deep and with getting nourishment from places that we typically don't need to during other times of the year. So I see so many ways um, that we can look at and apply this idea of the various seasons. Now, two of the things I want to talk about. I think it's important to listen to our spirits and to honor the season 
that our spirit is living in. Now, I think we also have to recognize, going along with that, that the season our spirit is in may not always coincide with the season that we find ourselves living in on our planet, right? Um, For some people, they may have a death during summer, right? And that death or that loss, maybe they have a divorce, right? Maybe they file for divorce in the summertime. And that springs them into a winter in their life, or maybe it, it pushes them ahead into that fall season of letting go, right? They've made this decision of letting go, let's say in May, which is kind of that springtime. But all of a sudden they're in a season of letting go and moving into the darkness and getting through and understanding, having to push really um, deep into places that aren't usually comfortable for their nourishment. And outside, right, when they walk outside their front door, People are socializing. People are happy. Their spirits are lifting. They're out walking their dogs. And that just isn't how they feel, right? Maybe I had, you know, my uh, my mom passed away December 30th. So this past December was four years. And for me, that lined up, right? She died in a winter and I was grieving and having to really push deep initially, right? What I found, because uh, I mean, for people who have lost people, or gone through any type of loss, a significant loss, what you find is it doesn't just last a season, right? That season can last for months and that season can last for a couple of years. And so, you know, she died, like I said, December 30th, but come the next June and July, I I wasn't, my spirit wasn't fully into this coming back alive with the spring and then getting out and socializing and connecting. I felt very disconnected during that first summer after the death. And and I think what we have to recognize is that you have to respect and honor where you are and what you need. As much as we honor where the planet is, we have to respect and admire and and honor where our spirit is in terms of the season seasons and know that they don't always line up, right? That just because it's June on your calendar and you're in the Northern Hemisphere, that doesn't mean you're going to feel like what you normally feel like in June. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is that you've got to trust the process, right? We've gone through where I live, right? We go through some really hard winters. We've also gone through some winters that aren't like maybe more mild winters. And I think that's true for people, right? Sometimes the winters of our life are are mild, And they don't take very much from us. But other times, and sometimes it's very unexpected, we all of a sudden are in this deep, heavy, um, trying winter. And one of the things that I'll point out about that, right, is that it's not necessarily... um, Let's let's take it back to... Let me back up a minute. Let's take it back to, you know, if, if it's on the planet, right? And we're going through a difficult winter. Now, where I am, we don't typically get a lot of freezing rain. But there are winters in which we get freezing rain and we get a lot of snow. And I remember as a kid, this happened. This hasn't really happened as I have had kids, um, maybe global warming, right? But when I was a kid, like we would get so much snow. And our mailbox, right, that was kind of one of those stood in the street, right? It wasn't attached to the house. The snow would be above the mailbox and we'd kind of have to dig out around so that the mail person could just get the mail into the box, right? Because otherwise it would be buried. And we have to like put these sticks marked of like, here's a fire hydrant in case that's needed because the snow is covering it. And and so we could have really deep, um, 
deep snow and freezing rain and just kind of all that horrible stuff that can come with winter. And we can have those winters. And yet nobody is concerned, right? We're in the middle of a freezing rainstorm or the snow is so deep and we're just like, where is the snow going to go? I've just piled it up so high, right? Nobody is concerned that when July comes, we're not going to be able to barbecue, right? That we're going to be in the middle of this ice age again in in July. We're just like, yeah, this is winter. This is what happens in winter. And sometimes it can get pretty brutal in the winter time. And that doesn't mean that spring isn't going to come and things aren't going to thaw out and that then summer's going to come and we're going to feel like getting out and socializing and going and moving, right? It's just this is winter. However, I think that oftentimes when that's happening emotionally for us, right? And when, when our spirit is in that dark, hard, harsh, brutal winter, we do worry about that, right? We think, oh, I don't, I don't think spring is ever going to come. Or I don't feel I'm ever going to feel like getting out and walking and socializing and connecting and laughing. I don't think that's going to come again, right? And it will. It will come. Now, like I said, sometimes our personal or our spirit seasons last longer than the season on our planet, right? It lasts longer than a couple of months. It can last, like I said, it can last, you know, beyond three months. It can last a couple of years. It brings me to this um, story I wanted to share um, when I was a new therapist, right? I actually was in graduate school still and I was doing my internship and I went to LSU. And so their seasons aren't, they, they still have seasons down in Louisiana, but their seasons aren't as varied as they are here in Utah. And so I was um, working with this little girl in my internship and um, she had been sexually abused and she had been sexually abused uh, from the ages, I think from seven to nine. And so I was working with her. She was nine. Parents had found out about it. Parents had put a stop to it um, and gotten her into therapy. We had been working for several months. I think I worked for her with her through most of my internship. So that would have been about a year. And uh, spring came, right? And the flowers started to blossom and the leaves started to come out on the trees. And the, the you know, they, I remember I'd never seen in person like the grandeur of a magnolia tree until I had lived in the South. We have magnolia trees um, here in Utah. They kind of look more a little bit like a bush. They in no way get to the grandeur and the magnitude that they do in the South. And so the magnolia blossoms were coming out. And I mean, it like literally I was walking across campus and I like stopped dead in my tracks. And I was like, what is that? It was amazing, right? So this is what's happening in Louisiana and the honeysuckles coming and you can smell it everywhere. Um, And I went into my internship this day and, and this little girl came in, she's nine. And she says to me, Miss Jackie, did you see the flowers blossoming? And I said, I did. They are beautiful. And she said, did you know this is the first time they've blossomed since this happened to me? Now, obviously it wasn't, right? The planet had had springs. The planet had continued to blossom. But for this little girl, that was her truth, right? These flowers had not blossomed and the world had not come to life since this abuse had started to happen to her. And she, she was finally recognizing and noticing like, hey, I'm all of a sudden in a spring, 
which means for her, her winter had lasted about two years, right? And that's when I knew like, okay, I, I think we're getting to a place where we can start to wind down therapy for her because her world is starting to go back to a place that matches her planet. And there was some healing that had happened so that she could move forward into new life. I hope this has been an important or a valuable um, process going through these seasons and understanding kind of what the different seasons are, what the different emotions are associated with them and help you respect your own process and tap into your inner season that's happening inside of you. This podcast is solely for the purpose of information and entertainment and does not constitute therapy, nor should it replace competent professional help. At the end of another episode, we want to remind you that nobody has time for perfection. We are pursuing progress. Remember the prayer of the perfectionist. Help me remember I can't do it all. Help me to take things one step at a time and that the only step I need to focus on is the next right step for me. Help me to remember that life is a journey. Help me to be able to separate all that I'm learning from all that I have to do. Help me to remember that I am not alone, that I can ask for help. Help me to re- to strive for frequent awakenings, not mastery. I am enough. Amen.